Welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, my guest is Laura, the managing editor from Edible Finger Lakes. I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Laura over at Edible Finger Lakes. If you do, then make sure you go follow them on social media, check out their website, consider becoming a subscriber to their magazine. And if you enjoy the Eat Local CMY podcast in this week's episode, then consider hitting the subscribe button on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Becoming a subscriber to the Eat Local CMY podcast just means that you get updated the moment a new episode is released. And while you're there, don't forget to leave us a review and let me know what you think of the Eat Local CMY podcast. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Laura from Edible Finger Lakes. Laura, tell us a little bit, tell me a little bit about the history of Edible Finger Lakes magazine and kind of what the content of that magazine focuses on with each issue. Yeah, um, Edible Finger Lakes um, is a regional publication focusing on the 14 counties that make up the Finger Lakes. Um, It's a pretty big area. Um, It includes Rochester, Syracuse, Ithaca, and lots of other small rural areas. Um, we focus on the food, farms, beverage, and packaged food industry in this area. So our magazine's all about finding the good stories and the good new places to eat um, and, you know, curating a beautiful publication for people to read and get ideas for places to eat. Um, And the edible communities, um, So we're part of Edible Communities, which is uh, a network of publishers in the U.S. and Canada, all with the mission to support local foods within their area. So there's about 80 other edibles um, Mm. across the country, um, but each one is owned independently, you know, so we we get to say what happens with our magazine. How long has the publication been uh, going on? Um, Edible Finger Lakes has been gone since 2008, um, and we've put out 40 issues. That's wild, 2008. Um, starting kind of around the time of the, of, a you know, big financial crisis in America. Uh, and then, uh, and now here today we're talking about, uh, we haven't gotten there yet as a nation, but talking about everything that's going on. Let's kind of jump into that now. What tell us a little bit about what's happened at Edible since everything has kind of been going on with the country, with the world, and COVID nineteen. Our magazine is uh, free to the public. You can pick it up, um, you know, at our distribution spots like grocery stores and restaurants and wineries. Um, so we usually depend on revenue from advertisers. So when COVID nineteen started. Um, most of our advertisers are shut down right now or at limited, limited capacity. Um, a lot of our advertisers are wineries. So those businesses are struggling to pay their employees, let alone their advertising bills. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at a, a standstill with the magazine um, without any money coming in. So we've tried to uh, pivot to a new, a new model, a, a totally subscriber model where people – pay $36 and that gets them six issues to be mailed to their house every year. Um, so yeah, we're doing a big, a big subscriber push right now. You know, I have to say that as someone who has a very short attention span, um, I always pick up a copy of edible whenever I see one 
and I see them pretty much pretty regularly at different places all around town uh, here in Syracuse. And so whenever I see one, I always pick it up. And even if I've flipped through that issue before and read it before, I still go through it a second time and just look for things. And I can't tell you the amount of farms or restaurants or wineries that I found that I never would have known anything about if it weren't for the magazine. Um, I think the latest one was uh, maybe a few, well, uh, maybe a month ago, and I forget which issue it was, but there was this uh, West African and slash Southern restaurant, and I want to say it was in Derrider maybe, or Homer, somewhere in there. Oh, it was in um, Dryden. Dryden, that's where it is. And yeah. uh, I never would have heard of that, known it existed, anything like that. I mean, we were just talking uh, before we got started about social media and how I even heard about the subscription plan with Edible and things like that and this campaign to get these um, uh, subscriptions for the next issue to be released. And that's great. I heard about it through two channels removed on Instagram. But this restaurant I <laughs> never would have heard of because... You know, I think it's uh, quite romantic that a restaurant nowadays exists and is doing something amazing and is is not on social media. Um, Right. But I never would have known that they existed if it weren't for the magazine. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you, you know, you pick up the magazine. And I think our magazine is it stands out because we do um, focus on really beautiful imagery. Um, We have some some great photographers um, in the area. And I mean, food and farm products are pretty fun to photograph. They always look good on the page, but yeah, I think people use the magazine and our social media, um, to find places that they would have never heard of. Um, and that, that restaurant in Dryden, um, Mama Loy's is one Mm. of the perfect examples. Yeah, it really is. I, one of the things I love most about it is especially today's world of, creating the content for Eat Local CNY and putting things out and trying to get something out as quickly as possible. Like this episode, for example, uh, before we started talking today, I'm thinking to myself, well, I want to try and help them get subscriptions. So I want to get this out as quickly as possible and just put it out there and let it, you know, do what it's going to do. And that world of, of kind of like creating and releasing immediately, I love the fact that There's only six issues a year that come out of Edible, and it Mm -hmm. really feels like every paragraph, every photograph that's in the magazine is carefully thought out and edited and curated and put in its very specific place. I love that fact uh, or that thought of carefully putting content out um, and not just quickly releasing it to the masses. Yeah, it's definitely different Um, in my other in my other job, um, I run social media for a different company and things, you know, you're always trying to figure out what to do that day. Whereas with a print, uh, print publication, you're thinking about what you're putting out like six months before it's happening. Um, so you're definitely thinking way far ahead. And then our publication is based off, you know, seasonality a lot of the time. So you're thinking about your, your March issue in December and, what's going to be growing then. So yeah, we definitely have to be careful and thoughtful about what ends up in each issue. <laughs> so as an editor of a magazine, how does that affect, like how has your thinking been shifted with 
uh, the world we're in now in terms of um, articles or content to, or features to be putting out in the magazine? It seems like restaurants and bars have and wineries have been hit the hardest um, in COVID for, for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're always a huge part of our mission is trying to get people to actually you know, leave their homes and physically go to these places. Um, so, you know, that's turned our mission uh, upside down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, our mission has always been to support local businesses. So that's not changed. It's just become even more important. Um, and it's all these businesses have had to adapt and do things a little differently. Um, so it's been really exciting to watch what people do and how fast people figure things out. Um and we're here just to keep promoting what they're doing while we're trying to pivot as well. Yeah, that's it's really interesting to think about businesses in our communities and what they're doing differently um, and how they're working to kind of stay alive. And, you know, we were talking about before we got started about Jamie um, and uh, it's over at Wiley Fox Farm, correct? Mm-hmm. So, and I've noticed their social media really pushing um, seeds and uh, kind of what they're just offering for people who want to kind of get a first time uh, garden going and start growing their own food, whether it's in their, you know, backyard or wherever it is. And that's something that's really, I'm sure, gone through the roof right now, you know, that's that's gained so much popularity with everything that's going on as people focusing on not just local food and where they can get it and how they can go and find a great uh, resource at a local farm, but how they can also be a part of that story in the local area and agriculture and grow their own food for their, for themselves. Um, you had done a feature on Jamie not too uh, recently, correct? Yeah, we, um, we actually have a magazine issue waiting in the queue to be printed. Um, it was supposed to come out like March, April, but we're kind of, we're trying to raise the funds to get it printed right now. And in that issue, um, I got to interview Jamie Edelstein from Wiley Fox Farm. Um, really cool guy. <clears throat> Great interview. Um, he's a fruit and vegetable farmer who has kind of pivoted his business to be all about seeds and starter plants. Um, so yeah, his story is really timely because I do think people are interested in gardening and growing their own food, um, finding hobbies that they can do during uh, isolation. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of fears about food right now, about whether stores are going to run out of food, whether um, the the chain is going to break down. Um, so, yeah, not only do people want to support local, they want to be in a little bit more control of their food and more involved. Um, so I think, Businesses like Jamie's are really interesting to watch right now, how people are, are flocking towards, you know, creating their own gardens. It, yes, it's really such a, gr- a great opportunity for uh, local farmers, I feel like, because they're getting attention, um, unfortunately, under these circumstances, but they're still getting attention um, when they weren't six months ago. Eden has started their uh, weekly not really CSA, but their weekly produce and meat boxes that they're selling um, that they've pivoted to instead of having the restaurant open for takeout. I found out about Farmer Ground Flour. 
that uh, because mm. I I purchased three pounds of flour through Eden with the, when I got our uh, vegetable box, I never knew they existed. When I when I did pick it up and saw the packaging, I then immediately realized I have seen them before in a Bon Appetit uh, YouTube video, uh, cooking video when mm-hmm. they were using farmer ground flour. But uh, all of that to say, everything that's been going on has even just broadened my um, uh, reach, my perspective on these local food producers that exist that are making not just food to get, but exceptional high quality food that we can purchase. Yeah, I think um, even even when you're in the food world, um, sometimes there can be a disconnect about, you know, where that food actually came from. We'd love to celebrate restaurants. Um, but I think, yeah, if you really want to talk about food, you have to you have to talk to farmers and you have to see what they go through and why they do what they do. Farming is such a tough profession to have. Um, the people who do it really care about the product they're making. Um, and I think... Definitely during COVID, um, it's it's getting people to think about shopping directly from farmers or shopping at farmers markets. Um, you know, farmers markets are still deemed essential by Governor Cuomo, um, so they get to stay open. Um, and I think farmers markets can be a less scary place to shop than a supermarket sometimes. Um, and yeah, I think it's great that you got the farmer ground flour in, in your box from Eden. Um, it's it's always fun to find products that come from nearby. I think that's made near Ithaca. Yeah, in Trumansburg. Um, yeah, and I'm based out of Ithaca, so we definitely have a, a local food focus here. But oh, yeah. people have definitely been, been coming out of the woodwork to try and, you know, in, even instead of shop from the farmer's market, they want to shop directly from the farmers. They want to pick it up at the farm. Mm. Um, you know, they want to know that it hasn't traveled very far. So I think COVID has gotten people to think about things a little bit differently. Yeah. So I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot with this one. Um, but okay. I know we've talked about Jamie, uh, but mm-hmm. is there anything that stands out to you maybe over the last year or two or three, a story of maybe a local farmer or winery or restaurant, uh, just a story that Edible featured that you just kind of think of as really interesting or kind of just gives you like a nice warm thought about a local, the local food community. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So many of them. <laughs> um, I think my favorite articles in edible tend to be the deeper dives. Um, the ones that link national trends, um, to things that are happening in the Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite ones was from last year. The article was called mud season. And it was about um, how we had a really rainy, wet season and what that did to farms around the region Mm. and linking it on a broader level to climate change and how farmers all across the U.S. are dealing with hotter or colder or wetter or drier seasons and how they're adapting. Um, And just finding out people are going through struggles here that other people are going through and kind of connecting them all. We did another piece similar to that in our, in our drinks issue last year. Um, and it was about the can wine trend. Um, and we had actually gotten the idea from a different edible, um, an edible in the New York city area 
where they had talked about a couple of Finger Lakes producers who were doing canned wine. And we thought, hey, we can do that story even better. Hmm. Um, so, you know, just talking about how this trend of putting can of putting wine in a can at first, the wineries thought that it wasn't going to be a good idea. And then, you know, the whole story of how it ended up being this huge success for a lot of wineries in our area. I like to, I like to read the ones that are a little bit deeper and connect a whole bunch of businesses to uh, one topic. So let's talk a little bit about Abigail and um, just kind of some of these efforts that people have been making to help get the word out about the subscriptions for edible. As soon as COVID started, we knew we were going to be in trouble with advertising dollars. So we took a little time to think about what we should do. Um, And, you know, trying to get subscriptions seems like the only real option. Um, So, yeah, a couple weeks ago, we put out the call to on social media and in press releases to tell people, you know, that we are struggling and this was our new idea to generate revenue so that we can still exist. Um, And there's definitely been lots of social media uh, coverage, but something that Abigail Henson did, the former owner of LOFO, um, she is a sometimes writer for us and a big supporter of a lot of the people that we feature. She's been working with Eden, who's doing this, um, farm box thing where they're selling, you know, farm products uh, weekly. She got a bunch of our magazines and was able to put them in those boxes with a handwritten note, you know, explaining to customers why she feels like Edible Finger Lakes is a, is a worthwhile publication. So I think stuff like that is really important. And then she also put it on social media and that's where you ended up finding out about it. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, I, we follow, we try to just follow people that we're going to be able to on Instagram follow like other restaurants and, um, farmers and anything that we can kind of see what's going on in the community and what's new. And obviously we don't Mm -hmm. always, we don't see more than half of it because of just the algorithms and how everything works. But the stories, it was just Eden sharing Abigail's story and then me being able to connect through that and then connect to you, um, is really how I found out about everything. So, I'm really, really, really grateful for that. Um, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. people are spending more time than ever on social media right now. So right. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to get during my six hours a day of being on social media. I was able to uh, <laughs> see that little glimpse of it. So, yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah. In in our subscriber push, we, we really crunched the numbers to try and figure out how many new subscribers it would take to put out the next issue, pay our writers, photographers, rent, postage, uh, printer, and then also be able to deliver on our promise of putting out six issues. Um, And with all those costs put together, we came up with a number of 3000. So that's, that's a lot of people. Um, You know, we're nowhere near close to that goal yet, but you know, we're going to keep on grinding until we get there. Is there a deadline for when you need to meet that, or is it just when that number is met that the you'll be able to go forward with getting the next issue out? I'm not really sure. I think we're going to play it by ear and see what happens. Um, I think that number reflects maybe not when we can start, but that number reflects being able to you know fulfill all six issues. But I think we should be able to to get the first one rolling before we get 
get to 3000 Okay. And where can people go to um, order a subscription and sign up and get the next six issues? Or like we did, we signed up for the next two years. Yeah, you can sign up for a one or two year subscription. Um, yeah, you just go to our website or you can find us, you know, the link is in our social media as well. Um, it's ediblefingerlakes.com and there's a subscribe button and that's all you do. Um, but yeah, when you when you subscribe, um, we are also donating 10% of the proceeds from this new subscriber push to three local food banks, um, Food Link in Rochester, um, Southern Tier Food Bank, and then Food Bank of Central New York, which uh, supports the Syracuse area. Awesome. Yeah, I was, I did not ever think Onondaga County was part of the Finger Lakes region. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised yeah. to see that last night on the website. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Finger Lakes can be defined in different ways, but yeah, we include all the way up from Rochester to Syracuse to Ithaca and everything in between. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I've always just viewed the Finger Lakes as this um, exceptional food destination to the West. And now I guess I consider, I can consider Onondaga County and Syracuse being part of it. Yeah, I think the magazine does sometimes function as like a tourist type thing. People visit Mm -hmm. the area and pick it up. But I think more times than not, it really functions as, people within our area finding out about stuff an hour or two away from them. Um, I have definitely found stories in the magazine about Rochester or Hammondsport, um, places that are not far from Ithaca, but that I just would have never heard of. Um, So it definitely kind of keeps us informed about what's happening nearby. You know, I... You mentioned the is kind of like a source for like touristy information and kind of a location for all these articles and features. We went to Hawaii. My wife and I went on our honeymoon in February and um I was obviously Hawaii is going to be a huge tourist um destination and mm-hmm. pretty much everything is going to be geared towards tourists when it comes to like the economy and you know, promotion of businesses and all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually, I'm sitting here in the studio while we were recording this and I have on my table that I've had here ever since we got back is just, it's from Enterprise Rent-A-Car. It's just an, it's a magazine that is nothing but advertisements and articles for tourists. And I brought Mm -hmm. it back with me because I was thinking, man, there's really nothing like this in Syracuse. Um, and we need to start something because obviously Syracuse is never going to have the same attraction for tourists as a place like Hawaii is. But um, there's still not much here in the way of just an obvious publication for tourists. And not that that's even close to what Edible is. But even mm-hmm. for people who, like myself, who are in Syracuse, who you know may be a tourist when we go out to... Uh, Canadagua or down to Ithaca or wherever it is, uh, you kind of mm-hmm. serve that purpose to a certain extent with also having depth and kind of character to it. And so uh, I can't encourage anyone listening enough to go and get your subscription for the edible Finger Lakes magazine. Yeah, I think during the summer we get picked up by a lot of tourists um, who are in the wine region, but throughout the rest of the year, I think people act as tourists in their own 
home regions uh, and and use it to plan their weekend trips and find new cool things. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Well, Laura, I'm so uh, grateful that you were able to get on the call with me today and do this podcast, especially in uh, such short notice. We just connected last week. So thank you so much for taking time to do that. And thank you for having me, Anthony. Um, Big fan of your uh, Eat Local CNY and hope to connect in the future. All right. Well, Laura, thank you so much. And everybody go out there and check out Edible Finger Lakes and get your subscription. Well, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find Eat Local CMY online at eatlocalcmy.com. You can also connect with us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget to head to eatlocalcmy.com and purchase your Eat Local CNY card. Right now, we are still donating 100% of all sales of the Eat Local CNY card to directly feed hospital workers in the Syracuse area through Limp Lizard Barbecue. So head over to eatlocalcmy.com and purchase your Eat Local CNY card today. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you at the next episode.